This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The score remembers teammate, score legend, and Chicago radio icon, Les Grobstein, who passed away at age 69. Rest in peace, Grobber. We'll all miss you. This is WSCR and HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago. Area code 708. Les, are you or your producer Jordan going to see the new Star Wars movie? I'm planning to go see it. I hope so. Hey, I saw the original Star Wars movie, A New Hope. And it wasn't even called A New Hope at that point. It was just called Star Wars. And then they came up with Return of the Jedi, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, 1977 was when Star Wars first came out. We found out who R2-D2 and C-3CPO and uh, found out who everybody was back then in 1977. The lines were incredible back then when they first came out with that movie. Unbelievable. We didn't see him until uh, really the third one, which was Return of the Jedi. Jabba the Hutt first appeared in there. Then when they did the remakes, they had Jabba the Hutt kind of sketched in there and screened in there on the first movie, A New Hope. Ho, ho, ho. Jedi. Ha, ha. <laughs> oh, Les. R2-D2 was a fraud. C-3PO was, was the best person in the entire ship. Ugh. We are continuing to celebrate the life of Les Grobstein. I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. We lost our friend and colleague. He passed away on Sunday afternoon. Still waiting for exact answers on everything that happened to Grobstein, but he was 69 years old at the time, and we miss him, and we are talking about it here where he would normally be talking and, and score overnight, which his airing from midnight to five for a long time now on the score. And the, the guy who made it that way, the man who put this interesting man in overnights for a second go run at the score 
is Mitch Rosen. Mitch Rosen is the program director of the score, and he joins me now on the score to talk about Les Grobstein. What's going on, Mitchie? Good morning, Mark. Um, first of all, thank you so much uh, for doing what you do. I know you were a colleague of Les's, but I think you were a true friend. I think um, you guys really built a great bond over the years, and there was a true friendship. So I know how hard um, this is for you, you know, reacting to his uh, death, which is less than 24 hours uh, to you and, um, you know, to our listeners. So uh, thank you so much uh, for uh, for doing this tonight and uh, what you did yesterday and um, just incredible work by you. Yeah, well, it's my pleasure. As I said earlier, Mitch, if I had not been asked to do this, I would have been angry, and mm-hmm. I would have uh, I, I would have insisted on at least being part of anything right. that had to do with Les Grobstein. And and there are people, plenty of people who know Les better, have been around him longer. But I just feel like I've had this sense of responsibility when it comes to Les because of our our history. But Mitch, what about your history with Les yeah. Robstein? Because you probably you and Les have probably crossed paths or been competitors in some regard on on many occasions. Yeah, I don't know about competitors. I think friends and colleagues and. It really goes way back. Um, I started in radio in 1988 at WGN Radio. I was an intern, actually, for Chuck Swirsky, who is a colleague now. And I work with the guy after that named Eddie Schwartz, who ironically was kind of, you know, the king of late-night radio. Eddie worked from 11 a.m. till 5 a.m., and that was my first full-time job in radio. And Eddie, you know, talked about news, talked about politics, talked about sports, and once in a while, Les, you know, would call in and do sports. So I first met Les, I think, in 1989, uh, one of my first years in the business. And we were friendly. And then I was at WMVP, and Les worked there. And then I came over here to The Score in 2005, and um, we had syndicated programming overnight. I think it was Fox Sports Radio. And it took me a little while, but um, I was always obviously a firm believer in overnight live radio. And we've been fortunate to have that. Um, you know, overnight, as we're talking now at, you know, almost 10 minutes after 3 a.m., there are first responders out there. There are police officers. There are firefighters. There are ambulance drivers. There are third shifters. There are people that can't sleep. There are people that are getting up and going to the bathroom. And it's an undervalued audience in the middle of the night. So by 2009, um, you know, I really wanted to do this. So I called Les and, uh, hi, Mitch. Les, I don't know if we had talked in probably five or six years. And I said, oh, what are you up to these days? Yeah, just reporting. You know, just, you know, he worked for the Associated Press and was a stringer and would cover games and would travel. And I'm not sure if Braniff Airlines was still in business, but we all knew Les was, you know, quadruple platinum on Braniff Airlines, meaning he could fly anywhere for free. Uh-huh. And um, I said, I have an idea I want to run by you and, and I want to re, you know, resurrect uh, overnights on the score. When do you want me to start? We didn't even talk money or anything. I go, how's Monday? I'll be there. So uh, within three minutes, we had a deal, and he started Monday. And, you know, from 2009, I'm not even sure which month we started, he was on the air doing overnights. And um, it just turned into special, you know, special radio. Now, previous to that, again, I started in 05. 
I'm trying to think the dates. You know, I think he he was doing overnights up until like 98 or 99, and then he left the station. So he was used to that, but he was so hungry to come back and, and do what he did best and talk to the audience. And Mark, you know, we have colleagues, and, and you and I, and we feel terrible. We feel terrible for Kathy, his longtime partner of 22 years. We feel terrible for Scott and his family, who we heard earlier on tonight. But who I really feel terrible for are the people listening right now, the friends that Les made in overnight radio, the friends that people Les never met, but they considered Les a friend, all the callers that you've spoken to tonight, the people that we're talking to in the Chicagoland area, the people that we're talking to throughout the Midwest, the people that we're talking to in 38 states that this signal reaches, the people that we're talking to in four Canadian provinces that this 50,000-watt station reaches, they considered less a friend overnight. They would turn their radio on, whether in bed or in their cars, driving around. Like I said, that's what overnight radio is. It's longer listening. It's people that can't sleep. Les never met these people, maybe once in a while through Facebook or social media, but to me, overnight radio is listening to a friend. And friendships usually go two ways, right, Mark? When you're friends mm-hmm. with somebody, this type of thing, it's usually one way. It's the person considered less a friend. But again, there was no way less could meet all these people. And that's what makes overnight radio special. And that's what made less special. And that's, you know, thinking a lot about this, who I feel really bad for is all these people that will have a void in their life that less will never be heard live again talking to these people and and that's what really you know hits me the hardest yeah yeah no and yeah the connection that he has has made with so many callers by just being the the comfortable voice uh, a voice that became in a lot of ways very predictable and i mean that in a good way Mm -hmm. you knew that if there was a big game in the nfl and it it was delayed because of like 17 replays Mm -hmm. less is going to go hard against replay he's going to go hard against the designated hitter being taken out of the national league he's Mm going to go hard if he sees a three-on-three hockey game right (laughs) <laughs> Gary Bettman, his hatred for the NHL commissioner. Oh, my God. Yes, Beavis mm-hmm. Bettman, indeed. Right. And those are things that like were very predictable. It's almost like a rerun, but we would still watch it because the reruns were just as good as the live shows that he did. It's like, okay, oh, he's gonna do the he's gonna do the thing where he hate where he makes fun of the colors of the Green Bay Packers. He's gonna do the thing. Right. And it was just like he had all these great they were almost like what catchphrases were used to be in sitcoms. Les had all of these triggers that we all knew what was coming. I knew what was coming when I would, you know, antagonize him or poke the grobber, however mm-hmm. you want to phrase it, I would know what was coming and I'd have to be prepared to fight my side of it and uh, just hope that Les didn't bite me too hard sometimes. Right. And, you know, a couple, of, and I know we'll talk about a bunch of things, a couple of interesting things. Once, you know, COVID started, it will be almost two years, I think, in March, you know, we made the decision here, you know, safety first, as you know, and, and let's be transparent. You know, tonight you sound technically and content perfect. You're working from home, and and we want to be safe. Les has not been physically at this station since that whatever day was in March when basically the world shut down. 
And a number of reasons. Number one, safety, right? We, we for everybody's sake, safety first. We, we held people back. People were able to broadcast from home. The other thing, and Les and I talked, and, you know, Les was open about it. He lived in Elk Grove Village. I said, Les, save money on gas. You don't have to park downtown. You sound mm-hmm. fine. Broadcast from home. Are you sure? Less broadcast from home. So, you know, I physically have not seen him in close to two years, but we had a special relationship. I'll, I'll take you kind of behind the curtain. I'm not sure if you know this, but so, as you know, I'm crazy, you know, regimented in my time. I get up early every day. I sit outside the Starbucks near my house. They open at 5. I get out there about 10 to 5, hoping they'll open early, which they never do. <laughs> and less signs off probably, you know, with Sean Sears at 4.54. So as soon as I hear that music, I'll call Les. And with the technology at home, he has to disconnect his line so we can, un, you know, make sure it's freed up for whoever needs it next. And he'll always answer from, I'm disconnected. And then we'll spend three minutes and go over everything from what he's doing that day uh-huh. to what I have planned. To either, if it's a Monday, how was his weekend? If it's a Friday, what are you looking ahead to? To He's taking Kathy out to lunch. How bad the Bears played? How were the Cubs and Sox? And we'll do our daily three-minute check-in. And, Mark, literally almost every day, that was our daily check-in. And um, I'm going to miss awesome. those. Those were... Uh... You know, that was three minutes of our time. And then, you know, I'd see the lights pop on in the Starbucks and I'd go, Les, have a good day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And that was our daily, not, not even work-wise. It was, how are you? Good. And along the way in this modern time, you know, it would be, I got my first shot today, you know, and then, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. a month later, I got my second vaccine. And then later, I got my booster. I feel fine. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, yeah. Kathy's good. I took Kathy's dad to the doctor. You know, everything in his life. But these yeah. were three-minute, you know, hit-and-run questions. That's that's unbelievable. That's great. And, and one of the, the things that I have uh, – the. The relationship between Grober and I really developed at the at the score once again when I w- used to do updates right. in the morning for first the the Mully and Hanley show mm-hmm. and then the Mully and Haw show the current show right. on the score and at, I would come in to get prepared and at, at about 4:40 every day Les and I would do it. I guess you really couldn't call it a true transition. Les and I, we talked right. every day. 20 we minutes talked. sometimes. It was long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we would talk. Mm-hmm. And the best part about it is I think it was pretty safe to say that you were a huge fan of our transition. Yes. And and you would text you would text me ammo <laughs> oh, like, God. hey, ask him about this oh. airlines or Here ask him about secrets. that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. Just but not, I mean like just every once in a while or, or it was just it, it would get out of hand once you called in, I think, yes. when to, to break up what was looked like a fight between I the know. two of us. What was it about that that <sighs> you just really you were like I can feel safe and safe? You were a fan. Oh, I love that. That was real radio and two guys, you know, just going back and forth. And, you know, Les uh, grew up on the north side of Chicago, and he and I always used to like to talk about all the restaurants that are not there anymore. You know, there was a place at Howard and Western called the Pickle Pickle Barrel. 
And, you know, he would talk about that and, and other Jewish delis that are no longer around that he grew up in there, a street called Devon Avenue that his grandmother used to take him to. And same thing, my grandmother. So, you know, common things. And, yeah, you guys would be in transition, and I would throw you random names of either restaurants or streets, yes. and you would throw it out there. And he would just assume that you knew it. But you grew up nowhere near there, nor did you ever hear that uh, place until I texted you. Exactly. But you sounded like an expert, and unless, you know, it just went right by him like – you like you would know what Salmon Highs was, which was a deli in Skokie, but you had no idea what Salmon Highs was, Grody. Right, right, you know? right, right. And he just, they just, he, I, he thought the best of me. Apparently, he just thought I knew every part of this city. Yes, but uh, that, yeah. that is, uh, yeah. You know, as I was saying, the, the hardest part again. You know, the people that. I mourn for everybody. You know, obviously Kathy, his family, people here at the station. But it's this audience. It's this overnight audience. And, and again, we've heard from callers and through social media. And I have to tell you, it's so overwhelming, the outpouring. You know, how about the media growths? You know, through social media, every columnist, every um, TV, radio personality through social media, people, you know, driving home from night games, whether baseball or hockey or basketball, Less was must radio, right? So you, you cover an extra inning Sox game. You know, you get out of there at midnight after filing a story, and you put on the score, and, you know, yeah. Les is talking about something, and it kind of keeps you company. It's a great companion. It was the grobber. It, it was. It, it was the same grobber all the time, and you knew there was going to be a unique spin. There was going to be a spin that maybe you were just like, what the hell are you talking about, Les? No, that's not, that's not true at all. But, but he would stick to his guns, and you should stay out of his path when, you, when, it, when it came down to that. Um, and, and we do want to still entertain phone calls for anybody who would like to share about yes, Les Robstein. would love to talk to callers. It, absolutely. 312-644-6767. And I, I have been told, we might take a break here, Mitch, but I've been told that there is a, a score caller, uh, Rocco from Cicero, mm -hmm. who has the distinction of having been the only score caller that ever won Bum of the Week, or maybe it was Bum of the Year. Oh, boy. But... Bum of the week. Okay, so that is confirmed, and I do believe Rocco would would like to share with us. So hopefully we we will we will hear the past audio and then hopefully talk to the current Rocco and see just what the hell happened. Does that sound good, Mechie? You're yes. listening to a special edition of Score Overnights, remembering friend, colleague, score legend, and Chicago radio icon Les Grobstein. On Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This is Sports Radio 670, The Score, and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Let's go to Cicero, where uh, Rocco is going to check in. Hello, Rocco. Good morning. Good morning, Les. How are you, my friend? Good. How about you? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Just calling you with a little quick bum of the week, my friend. And that, 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 that goes to Tony LaRussa. He's an old man, and this is when it's going to show that he's way out of touch of baseball. But winning it for the first time ever, and we've had a couple of callers win it before, but this time Rocco of Cicero, he gets voted Bum of the Week, and thus far is the Bum of the Week. This is Rocco from Cicero. 
Only on the Les Grobstein show could or can callers become that distinct. You know, there's been some distinct callers through the years and other day parts on the score, but I don't think like the Les Grobstein show, like score overnight as we welcome you back into Chicago sports radio, 670, the score along with Mitch Rosen, the program director of the score, the man who hired Les Grobstein into overnights at the score. Uh, that's Mitch Rosen. I am Mark Grody. We are celebrating morning discussing the life of Les Grobstein because he did pass away on on Sunday afternoon. And Mitchie, we just heard that Rocco from Cicero was victorious <laughs> in Bum of the Week. And Rocco joins us on the score now. What's going on, Rocco? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey Rocco. It's, it's a, it's a sad it's a sad morning. It I, I, I gotta say. I, I was listening last night and I when he wasn't when Les wasn't on, I knew something was wrong. Because they, they didn't come on with any reason that Les wasn't gonna be on in the evening and uh and I knew. I, I knew something was wrong. Mm. I said, What's going on here? Because Les should be on right now, it's midnight. And uh, they had CBS overnight or whatever it is, and uh, and I, I'm I'm very I'm very sorry you guys lost your friend. Hey Rocco, I you know I was talking a couple minutes ago, and um, I, I looked at less with callers and with listeners like you that less was a companion, somebody that you turned to, and and so many others, thousands of people throughout the night, kind of a friend that you depended on every night, and. Friendships obviously are two ways, but it was almost like a one-way friendship. Do I describe that in the right way? I, you know, Les never, you guys probably never met in person, but it was a one-way friendship that you look forward to every night. Is that accurate? Very accurate. I, I, I looked forward to, to coming on at midnight because I worked third shift, mm -hmm. and I would wait for him to come on, and I would look forward to it. And yeah, it was a one-way thing. I never met Les Grobstein, unfortunately. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh -huh. I wish I would have. I would have loved to have an omelet with the guy. I had a <laughs> cup of coffee with the guy. <laughs> sure, but, sure. But at the same time, you know, he he was a guy who, you know, from from midnight to five a.m. and then, you know, what I used to really like and look forward to was him and Mark. You you and Mark Mark. Going at it at like four forty in the morning. <laughs> oh yeah. He would, oh yeah. He would spar over things, over the White Sox, over to, over the Cubs, and and in a friendly way. I mean, that was that was really a great thing. And I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm not I'm not the only guy who's going to miss this man. No. And and, Amen. and sit here and go, well, what what am I what what am I going to listen to now? What, <laughs> What's going to be on? Yeah, Rocco, we yeah. will have – give us a little time. Obviously, yeah. this was sudden to all of us. Um, you know, Les and I talked every day. You know, he was under the weather. We did not expect this. This was sudden. He and I talked Sunday at 11 a.m., and um, he passed away Sunday around 5.30 p.m. So sudden, but be patient. And like everybody else, we so much appreciate you listening and uh, the friendship that you – had with less um, and so many others did. 
Mitch, you know what's happening right now. You do realize what's going on. Hmm. We're getting deeper into the grobber callers. Do you notice that, like, I don't know how much you've listened tonight, mm-hmm. but it's been pretty normal. Right now, right. Rocco from Cicero, we're starting to get into the to the grobber callers here because he was just deluxe. And I, I, I don't know yeah. why, but I did have a moment when he said, yeah, I don't know what they had on CBS radio. And I'm thinking <laughs> the program director's here. It's fine. CBS radio or what whatever open it is. Book. I'm waiting for Adam to talk about the wolves. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, we have another special treat on, okay. on the line here, uh, Mitch Rosen. We have joining us now from the Chicago Sun-Times. He covers the Chicago Bears every day of his life. He is Mark Potash and uh, Potsy, a, definitely a longtime listener to Grobber, a participator to Grobber as well. This is a show, Mark Potash, that you, you listen to score overnight relatively frequently did you not yeah not as much lately uh mark but but certainly over the years you know absolutely was even a caller i i, I just was t- i tweeted earlier today after i uh, heard about less passing that you know i i want a t-shirt on unless his show as a caller mm. years ago and i think i was also a guest on the same year that was probably that was an oddity but um but i'll, I'll never forget that because um I don't think he knew who I was, and, and he gave me a tough assignment. The, the contest was defending. It was the 1984 Cubs versus the 89 Cubs, a typical less oh, contest. And, I love it. And so somehow he gave me the 89 Cubs, which was not the one you wanted to have. And I don't know. He must Maybe he did know it was me because he, I, he, he gave me the T-shirt. So uh, still have it. I really appreciate it. But um, – you know that was kind of what uh, I, you know, Les and I, we, we kind of shared a, just a love of just sports, nostalgia, radio, and and everything. And it was just that's why it was so. It was shocking. I really think Steve Rosenblum hit the nail on the head when he said, you know, we just never, never, th- you know, Les was a guy you never thought would die. And and I agree. That's that was my first thought. I expressed that to you earlier today. Um, was that you know you never you know you just you, you know, I took less for granted, and I, I feel mm-hmm. you know I I feel a lot of. Uh, uh, sadness because of that and regret uh, mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people do is that you always expect him to be there so that he's not going to be. It's kind of difficult, but thank you for doing this show, Mark. That's really what I wanted to call also was to thank you. I know it's not a tough assignment and, you know, nobody can fill uh, Les's shoes. Kind of, I thought it was funny that, uh, um, you know, people want to, uh, somebody wanted to promote you to, to continue uh, working a shift that only Les could work. Uh, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you'd love to hear that. Hey, Potsy, <laughs> we're still in negotiations. Ixnay on that with Grody. Well, um, I will say this. I yeah. really hope, and I, and I, and I sense that uh, I don't know the business, uh, kind of the business dealings of, of radio, but I kind of sense that that might be the end of it. I really would hope that score overnights would continue and, um, but I guess you got to find the right guy because it really takes. You know, you talked about Eddie Schwartz before yep. and and Les, and you really need a personality to do that. So in this day and age, it'd probably be tough. But just as a sports fan, as a longtime sports radio fan, I, I would I would add to that sentiment of the previous caller. I would love to see it uh, uh, continue. I, I love local programming, and I love local programming overnight. So if there's a way to do that, that would be great. But yeah, yeah I would just. But I did just want to call and just say, I, you know, I miss. Really, just I was just just shocked and saddened at losing Les. He was a friend, and a friend to everybody. And 
Um, and, yeah, I think you know, we're, I, you know, we're all we're all obviously going to miss some big shoes to fill. Yeah, Patsy, you know, thank you. And and Les was an original, and you are too, a longtime uh, journalist in in Chicago at the Sun Times. Real quick about overnight radio, and, and I mentioned this, you know, at three at three o'clock when I jumped on with Mark. It's such an undervalued time slot with third shifters and first responders, you know, police officers, firefighters, ambulance drivers, and and just the normal people that can't sleep. You know, whenever I see Jerry Reinsdorf at, at ballparks, he'll always say, you know, less is my favorite show because I can't sleep or if I have to get up and go to the bathroom. And there's a lot of people, you know, insomniacs that can't sleep. So it's a vital day part, and uh, we're going to do our best. We'll never, ever, ever replace somebody like the Grobber, but we'll do our best to have live and local uh, programming. Potsy, being around press boxes for so long, can you share your favorite press box story about the Grobber with our audience? Well, I can't, I can't say that I have, like, a story or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but I, the funny, you know, it was funny you talk about talking, seeing less of press boxes, and, um, you know, once you started less, you couldn't stop them. So, like, if you were just before a game, you had to kind of time your greeting of less. In fact, the last time I saw him, I didn't say anything to him because it was too close to kickoff, and I knew that if I started something, you know, Les and I, we love trivia, right. and so we love sports history, and I've been around myself a long time, so if we got onto something, that was one thing I really liked about Les, is it was so easy to get him started. Oh, it was yeah. like, I was thinking about this the other day, there was like an inadvertent whistle in a game, I think it was the Bengals and the Raiders, and I was thinking, wow, you know, that was just like the game in 1976, the Bears game, when Chuck Heberling, <laughs> if I would have brought that up to Les, he would have been talking all night about this 76 game against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The Raiders were going to win the Super Bowl that year. They had John Madden, and Roger still overturned a, a fumble and an inadvertent whistle. He, Les would give you every, many more details than I could about the aftermath. But that was what Les was all about. In fact, I think the last time I called him, on the show, it was pre-COVID, because I, I haven't really called. I, I just haven't been listening as much. But it was just before COVID, and I saw him at, like, a Bulls game. It was Bulls or Blackhawks game, and it was in March of, like, 2019, right around DePaul, the 40th anniversary of DePaul's um, mm. uh, Spinal Four team. And so wow. I brought up to Les. We were, it was after the game. I must have already filed or whatever, and Les was doing his thing. And I just brought up, I just mentioned to it. I said, you know, DePaul didn't really do anything for that 40, you know, did, they didn't seem to have an, a ceremony or honor. Any, but that you got him started on DePaul basketball and then mm. Loyola basketball. Mm. We ended up actually, I ended up actually calling him on the show that night, I think, um, just to talk for, we spent 20 minutes talking about DePaul basketball. Yeah, and that 1979 team, but that was less. You talk when you saw him in a pre- no matter where you saw him, you you had to make sure you had enough time, right? Because to get for him to tell you his story, because he was good, he was great at it. It was great. I loved hearing all the details, and and it was just great. His recall was amazing. So yeah, that was that's probably what I remember most. You know about Les was just you know how how easy it was to get him going, and that. Um, and you know, and, and he just couldn't get him to stop. It was it was great. There was a point in every conversation where I think you thought, "Wow, this guy's taking this stuff way too seriously." <laughs> but, <laughs> every time you talk to him, but I think I knew him well enough to know. And I don't, I don't know if every I don't know. I don't think call, callers did, but I think I knew him well enough to know that another point in the conversation, you realize that you know, less had a life. You know, less you know, less was more than than that. And um, and um, frankly, I'm I'm very glad at that. Uh, glad of that because I think the to me. The most important thing about Les, especially now that he's gone, 
was I think there was a point in his career where he was, you know, and we will make fun of Les till the till till the day we all die. I mean, that that's part of being Les is is having fun at his his expense. But there was a point where he was kind of more of a punchline in town, you know, kind of a gadfly or what, you know, whatever. It was, you know, he he was not Les. And I think later in his career, I think thanks to this run at the score. I think John Greenberg's story, the story he did mm-hmm. in The Athletic, unless he became beloved, uh, truly beloved, yeah. not just because he's gone. And huh. I think, and yeah. I don't know if that mattered to Les, but that matters to me, mm-hmm. knowing that Les, kind of, I'm, I'm nerdy like Les is, you know, and so and to, and it mattered, that mattered to me that in the end, at the end, not just the last year, so for the last several years, he was a beloved, truly beloved and appreciated figure in Chicago sports. And I think, I think that's important. I think that's, I, I'm, not ha- I'm not happy for Les. Sorry that he's gone, but I'm happy for him that that uh, that 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 he had that status, um, you know, to the end. Yeah, I, Patsy, I think that's very valid. I think you know, early in his career, you know, he worked with Landecker, he worked with Dahl, and that was part of radio. I'm not going to say he was the punching bag, but he was kind of the foil, right? I mean, he was kind of the guy that they would make fun of, you know, in a fun way. I don't think he was ever mean or vicious, but I, I think when he went to WMVP and did talk, and then at the score his first time, and then back here, there was a legitimacy to what he did, and uh, I think you bring up a very, very valid point in, in his career, especially this last run, that uh, him, you know, taking calls overnight and being part of the quote-unquote team, I think made him feel good and made him uh, feel part of it. And um, I didn't really think about that till you brought that up, and, and I think there's a lot of validity to that. Yeah, Les was a good friend uh, to everybody he met. That you know, that's one of the best things you could say about anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and, and so um, you know, there was more to him than just sports and stuff like that. But not a lot of people got to see that. But well, was um, there? Was there more? The Three than Stooges. Sports? He was a Three Stooges <laughs> fanatic. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. shared a lot of those too. So, <laughs> so I will miss Les. But yeah. you know, I thank you guys for for having yeah. him on the air, sure. and and also Mark again for you for doing the show because uh, I think it's been uh, kind of cathartic for for a lot of us. Still kind of in shock. It's going to take a little while for this to for the dust to settle on this one. I know that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Patsy, the... sorry uh, for your loss. I know your father passed away not long ago. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. been a rough run with mm-hmm. uh, JD and yeah, uh, and and it's just uh, yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> This has been a tough one to go through, but, you know, life goes on. Amen. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, is there a leader in the clubhouse for the Bears head coach, Matt Matt uh, Everflus of the Colts? Or what, what do we got here, uh, Potsy? Well, I, I hope there isn't because they don't even have a GM yet, and I would hate to think that, uh, That's true. that George yeah. McCaskey is going to be the one actually, you know, choosing, uh, you know, making the uh, you know, making the pick or even, even Bill Polian. Um, so, I, so I don't know, and I'll, but I'll be honest, I, I'm so dubious of the whole – process at this stage that I'm probably the wrong guy to talk to because I feel I feel like I feel like it's uh, that they're gonna end up with the wrong guy I mean I got you well it's just it's just the the way it is and I just don't trust them to pick the right guy frankly and and so I'm just uh so the whole process of you know and I I've been almost amused and kind of frustrated the whole process of going through each of these candidates because every candidate has something you like, and has something that's kind of you know has a, something of credit sure. to them, sure, but then sure. also something that kind of in your mind disqualifies right. them. Right. And you exactly. never know yeah. which. I always say you never know which one which one you're going to get. You know, are yeah, you yeah. are you going to are you going to get the Ryan Pace who 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 helped sign Drew Brees, or are you going to get the Ryan Pace who thought Mike Glennon was a quarterback and Mitch uh, Trubisky? And it yeah. seems like it's you know it just seems like 
there's no sure things. I mean, I think outside of Bill Belichick, there's probably nobody who I think would be considered. Everybody would have some kind of, you know, negative. And, and if there is a negative, it, it comes out when you enter Hell's Hall. So. It, amen. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark. We'll talk more about this later this week. I'm filling in for Lawrence, and I, will, I would love to have you on to talk about the Bears. But in the meantime, Mark, thank you for calling, and have a great night. That was Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times. As we continue to honor, discuss, celebrate, laugh about the life of Les Grobstein, as it's just, to me, it's laughable that, that we've lost him, that none of us were prepared for this, really. So it's just, uh, it, it has been full grobberness. And I tell you what, we have, we're going to go back now, Mitch Rosen, to mm-hmm. the sports phone days. Wow. Um, because Brian Wheeler is joining us wow, now. Wow, legend. Score. Legend. What's up, Brian? Mark and Mitch, uh, great to be uh, on with you. I wish, obviously, it had been under better circumstances, but it's been fun just being on hold and hearing all the uh, great stories of Les, of which there are many to tell, more so than I'm sure one overnight uh, show could possibly uh, hope to hope to be able to get to. Wow. Wait, Mark, <laughs> before you get even more of an intro, Brian Wheeler, of course, sports phone, Loyola, uh-huh. but... The long, long time voice of the Portland Trailblazers, yes, Brian yes. Wheeler, is legendary. Brian, we're right. honored to have you on. I hope you're well, bud. Well, I appreciate you guys saying that. Uh, that's, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I really, when I heard the news about Les, I just, uh, like everybody else is saying, I, I was convinced that uh, this was somebody that was going to live forever. I, in fact, I thought mm-hmm. when the world would end, right. that uh, what would be left would be <laughs> cockroaches, <laughs> Keith Richards, and Les. I, I just thought oh, those would be the three, three elements that uh. would still be around. And so just and now knowing that only the other two have a chance to still exist uh. at the end of the world uh, is really, really disheartening and disappointing. But, uh, gosh, I've, I've, known, I've known a guy for 40 years, and uh, uh, and it was always, uh, you know, I know we've heard some great stories about him and so forth, and I, I was just going to share two quick ones with you guys. And, please, uh, please. You know, yeah. during, during his, of course, we've heard so much already about his travel habits and uh, how often he would be uh, racing from one plane to another to catch, uh, you know, a flight to get to, to one game so he could get back and maybe uh, return to catch a, a game in the, in the city that he was leaving the very next day and so forth. And, but he always had a habit when he was uh, covering games uh, when he would leave the press box, uh, wherever it would be, of uh, finding his way to the uh, uh, to the cooler and grabbing a couple of cokes, you know, for uh, you know for his ride home. I did not drink and, uh, alcohol, Brian. <laughs> no, that's right. He did not drink alcohol. That's true. Right. But one Just day, the... one day he was racing. I, I don't think he ever made a plane with more than about ten, fifteen minutes to spare, mm-hmm. based on uh, all the all the crazy times that he. Uh, had to schedule and try to do things and fit uh, everything into you know the, the old ten pound uh, you know of, 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 of material into a five pound bag or something. But but he was racing to the airport one time at O'Hare and I guess he tripped and his briefcase flung open on the floor and all that came out were about twenty cans of uh, of coke or diet coke whatever, whatever was in there at the time and that he had stuffed I, in there. Yeah, I'm thinking that as the years have gone on, the number of uh, cans have probably uh, probably grown to a, a, a you know an inordinate number. But but uh, I, I heard 20 at one time, so I think it's <laughs> probably pretty accurate to say that. But uh, but he was you know unfazed by it, and just pretty much uh, made sure nobody uh, tripped on it, and uh, I think it recovered as many as he could, and knowing full well that the next time he was going to be at the stadium or at the Wrigley Field or Comiskey Park, he would be able to get uh, a new supply uh, once he once he got once he got there. But uh, uh, and the only other story, well, I mentioned the 
Julian's story. I probably would have had plenty more, but uh, I hadn't heard many people talk about his great ability to, of course, uh, call in from live events and uh, even after his days of leaving Sports Phone. And of course, when I when I started there, uh, you know, the legendary people that uh, uh, that uh, preceded me were were less Pat Petkowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, David Schuster and Fred Huber were still working there. Dick Gonski? Uh, was Dick Gonski there? Dick Gonski, yes. Dick mm-hmm. Gonski was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, Les, Les had, uh, hopefully you guys heard him over the years, not only people talk about him having the Lee Ilya tirade, but he had so many great blooper uh, you know, cuts of, uh, of of his sports phone days and so forth. And he has a Dick Gonski, uh, one of him. He did, used to do a thing on every day called Dick's Picks. Mm-hmm. And he was doing it from home one day, and, <laughs> and I guess his – I guess he was, he was right in the middle of it, and then he, then he had to stop, and he said, hold on, my family's walking all over the house. And he, 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 yeah, you hear me all at the kids, I got this to do. And then, so he's like, stay out of my way. And then, so <laughs> he had all the all these great great bloopers. But but uh, he would still do a great service to sports floor, even when he left uh, full-time. If he was covering an event and sports floor didn't have a uh, stringer to go, he would say, do you want me to call in with some, uh, you know, with some updates? And so I was there on a nighttime, uh, nighttime shift, when uh, uh, Chicago was hosting, didn't we didn't really, we didn't really have a lot of uh, local you know boxing you know great boxing with you know kind of national names and so forth. But this particular night, I think it was at the Horizon, the old Rosemont Horizon, that uh, Marvis Frazier, uh, Joe Frazier's son, was mm-hmm. fighting, and so he was the big attraction to the show. And so Les called in. It was it was the main event, and Marvis Frazier won with a very controversial decision. Uh, apparently, most people in the crowd were convinced that he had lost. Uh, the bout, but uh, but you know, boxing. Uh, boy, what a surprise! Uh, had had a, you know, has yeah. judges that maybe uh, maybe weren't very sharp or whatever the case might be. But Les was doing the voicer, uh, you know, as soon as possible when the when the uh, decision was announced. And I still remember saying, um, "The crowd is getting unruly as I'm getting pelted with debris." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and of course, he stretched out the debris and. and You're right. right. And <laughs> I said, "Let's you better get out of there." I said, "Take cover." Yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get under the table. In fact, I can imagine him doing just that. But what a character! What 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 a personality! And you know, we we always say sometimes when somebody passes on, there'll be nobody like like that person. But I think we can truly say with all great honesty and and correctness that there won't be another Les Grobstein to come down the pike anytime soon. I'm sure. No doubt. Amen. Brian, thank you so much for checking in. It means a lot to us. Thank you. Guys, my pleasure. Anytime. Keep up the uh, great work. And, uh, and Mitch, I, I hope you do. I mean, you know, there's three all-sports stations out here in, in Portland, and not one of them does any kind of uh, local overnight programming. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a late-nighter, you know, as it is most of the time. But anyway, and, and I would love to have late-night programming, uh, you know, that was something local. And so so I think it's a great, great thing that you do there. And I know it won't be the same probably with uh, – Less doing it, but uh, but just the mere idea of having it. Uh, I mean, I think you're right. There's a lot of people that uh, it is it is maybe an underserved and or underappreciated audience. But I think uh, they're definitely out there, especially in a big city like Chicago. And uh, and uh, hopefully, I, I said you're going to continue it. And so uh, I think it's a great a great idea. And I wish uh, so many Portland will get the idea to do the same. Great, thanks. And one other thing: nine seven six one three one three. That's right. That's right. Sports Good phone. If I, if I, in fact, if I know less. He's already up in heaven giving God a quickie quiz right about now. So, uh, so I'm, sure that, uh, I'm sure that he's uh, offering him a sports phone T-shirt if he can get it right, right. and if he's the first caller to do so. But right. uh, Have a guys, great night, Brian. Thank you so much.
Very cool. Brian Wheeler, Portland Trailblazers, obviously former sports phone guy and grabber colleague and grabber friend. Let's continue on with the phone calls. You never know who's going to pop up, but we go to Dylan in Seattle. Hi, Dylan. You're on the score. <laughs> Dylan? Let's go to somebody else, Sean. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Dylan. That was perfect. Let's go to Rich in Old Town. Rich, you're on the score. Morning. Hey, Rich. I'm a, uh, a transplant of 23 years, and I've lived all over the country. And kind of, uh, it's interesting that I kind of connected with uh, Les a long time ago and started calling in fairly frequently, and that he kind of stimulated my thinking. Uh, about things, but I got to tell you something from having lived all over the United States. Here's how I would characterize him. And I don't think this is a negative because some people do, but I don't. He is probably the biggest Homer I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that checks that's out. A, I mean, the guy is such an advocate of Chicago sports and he's, he's so knowledgeable that he kind of converted me. You know, I'm originally from Florida, and I've lived all over, but I've been here a long time. And it, it, regardless of the sport, it, he got me really interested, and really not only in his show, because I'm a late-night guy too, but your radio station, where I call in from time to time, and I really like you guys. You guys do a great job. And having lived in big markets, you're exactly right. You don't find anyone anywhere that has overnight local sports programming. Because i got to tell you something, this is, this is from having been around. When you have syndicated CBS radio, and there's some good guys on that, but i got to tell you, I'll take less over all the syndicated guys. And I hope Mitch Rosen is still listening. I don't know. He's, he's difficult to know. It's Mitch, Rich. Thanks. Hey, Rich, when you say less is a homer, but he's honest. When the Bears aren't playing good, He's going to go after him. When the Cubs and Sox aren't playing good, he's going to be honest. So when you say Homer, he's an honest Homer, I believe. No, he is. I'm not criticizing that. No, I, I know. Call. I'm being honest like you are. Yeah, you guys, what he is is you can call Homer, but he more than that, he is just incredibly protective and territorial <laughs> about his teams, which means he can be as pissed off and as angry at them. But if somebody else comes, if, if these people from Green Bay are going to start calling and trolling him, he will protect the Bears to the death. I don't think that's the reason I really like him. And I've known, I've, no, I shouldn't say know him. I've probably talked to him over 20 years. And we have some mutual friends that I'm sure you know that I won't blurt out on the air. But I'm a uh, advertising guy, big corporate guy, and I know the media guys. So I know a lot of a lot of the guys that uh, are cut from your cloth, and I have a lot of friends in the business. And the thing that I think is really remarkable to me is I haven't heard one guy, and I don't mean just the, the tribute and testimonial to Les, but throughout the years, I've never heard anybody that I know that to say anything negative about him no he was a legend yeah hey rich thanks for calling man we really appreciate it as we 
salute and honor the legend, the grabber. Uh, yes, we are. Yes, uh, the big executive right there with the call, Rich. Thank you so much. And uh, we're getting into it. We're getting into the grabber calls. There's no doubt about it. And we still see your calls lining up. Mitch Rosen, Scores Program Director, is right there. I am right here. I am Mark Grody. We have another full hour of honoring and celebrating Les Grobstein, who died on Sunday afternoon. We plan to continue to do that by taking your calls, and I think we've got some classic grabber clips coming up. So we will definitely be finishing strong in this final hour on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.